Love and Thunder. Thor Love and Thunder is the fourth movie in the Thor franchise. Uh, Taika Waititi has come back to direct uh, his second Thor film after uh, directing the, I think, mostly praised, uh, mostly, you know, kind of well-received uh, Thor Ragnarok film. Even though now I think I've mm-hmm. seen some dissension uh, amongst people whether they like this tone of Thor. We're going to be getting into that uh, during the review. Of- I mean, I mean, but that's the way... F- that's the way film Twitter goes. Like the first two weeks, everyone loves the film. Then when it drops on Disney Plus, no one gives a shit. And then a couple of years later, everyone turns on the film and hates it. Oh, yeah. That's, that's not the way. That's the not... way film Twitter goes. Film Twitter, yes, but the movie itself, not necessarily. Hmm. And even at the time, I brought up the I brought up that I wasn't that big of a fan of Ragnarok, and actually thought it was one of the weaker films in the MCU. Hmm. <clears throat> that's but where that... we. Def- or I didn't really care about Thor as a character until mm-hmm. they decided to, you know, uh, write him in a way that plays to Hemsworth's strengths as an actor. In that, they did basically make Thor a himbo. Yeah, yeah, and I, but and I hate that I, for it. But I agree with one point that, with as much as I like Ragnarok, I think they undercut a lot of the dramatic moments with jokes yes. that don't re- that don't really fit. They got a laugh, but it's like let your stakes like be be high right yeah um so yeah so they're back here uh with uh thor love and thunder um whether that tone is you know going to be a little bit different for people here uh whether they have come to kind of like it better we're kind of going to be getting in all that uh with the review uh, so, like I said, so this is kind of the fourth movie of this, uh, of the Thor franchise. Taika Waititi's come back, uh, along with other kind of members uh, here. You know, you have Korg, who is played by also Taika Waititi, who's back. You have Valkyrie, uh, who's back, who's played by Tessa Thompson. Also, a returning character from the Thor franchise, who we saw in the first two movies, Natalie Portman, who's come back as Jane Foster. Um, this time, she's coming back as the Mighty Thor. Um and just like much with Thor Love and Thunder, uh, just like, I mean, much with Thor Ragnarok, Thor Love and Thunder does uh, what that movie did where it combines two comic book storylines. And Thor Ragnarok, it was kind of combining mm-hmm. the Planet Hulk storyline um, as well as the kind of destruction of Asgard, kind of that different storyline there. Uh, so it kind of combined those two different comic book storylines. And with Thor Love and Thunder, what it combines is the Jane Foster storyline uh, where she became Thor and then also the storyline of Gore the God Butcher. Uh, and Gore the God uh, God Butcher here is played by Christian Bale. I, you know, seeing the movie kind of, you know, in, you know, now, I know there was a lot of uh, discussion on Christian Bale's look. They said that they did change the look of mm-hmm. the character not to match Voldemort from the Harry Potter series. Uh I think for the most part, I think it's a good look. I think I still prefer the look in the comic. I think that look is still a lot bit better. Mm-hmm. And then what they do with the power of Gore, because in the comic, you know, Gore power comes from the symbiote, something that they couldn't do here because yeah. Mar- the MCU, Marvel, uh, Disney, Owned by they, Sony can't but, do it. They yeah, don't. because Sony has tainted that le- that label. Yeah, you know, of the symbiotes. Uh. <clears throat> Yes, uh, very much so. And Kal-El said, uh, Thor, God of Thunder, and Mighty Thor comics. Uh, and they said the comic was so much better. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it's kind of combining those different uh, storylines here. 
And in there, so you have the main villain of Gore, the God Butcher, who's played by Christian Bale, whose whole mission is basically, if you play God of War, it's basically Kratos. It's mm-hmm. the same kind of, you know, uh, kind of character arc here for that character where he is a person who is a devout worshiper of the gods, uh, believes in the gods, you know, has so much faith in the gods. But the gods, they turn, you know, he realized what shitbags they are, basically. Uh, and he decides to go on a mission to kill every single god with the help of his blade uh, and basically murder every single god in the entire universe. It's like something called, yep. like, the Necro something. Yeah, yeah, the Necro sword. Yeah, yeah. Christian Bale basically read any book about, like, uh, Greek or Roman mythology and said, you know what? Fuck these guys. All of them. Yeah. He's uh, not really wrong. So that basically sets him off on his mission uh, of that and where he intersects with Thor. Um, so, with this movie, uh, I was very much looking forward to it. Uh, I was a big fan of Ragnarok. Uh, Ragnarok, I think, is one of the few great movies of the MCU uh, that they have. Uh, I was a big fan of the tone um, and the style of that movie, and it very much differed uh, from the other two Thor movies, which I thought were very much weak. Um, I didn't like Thor Dark World all that much, and I thought the first Thor was just average for me. So when Ragnarok came about, it just to me, it had a lot of style. It had a lot of flair to it, um, and and them leaning on Chris Hemsworth, you know, you see kind of this difference, you know, now that he has in his career of playing roles like in Ghostbusters, where, you know, the guy's actually got some, kind of got some good comedic chops, you know, he's actually pretty good at it. Um, and, you know, they kind of use that to their benefit here. And for me, I'm a personally a guy that from, you know, Ragnarok onward, I have liked what they've kind of done with the Thor character. Um, I could see kind of some of the complaints that people have of people say they've made him too dumb. Um, I don't think he's dumb necessarily. I think there's, you see the cracks in that where, you know, it's, it's the stuff like an Infinity War where he's talking and he's talking about, you know, how he's a guy that's lost so much. And a lot of it is him kind of hiding behind that um, in order to, you know, have himself just be kind of closed off and, and, and you know, mm-hmm. not people see his true pain. Um, and then in Endgame, I know a lot of people didn't like that, uh, where they kind of, you know, they seemed like they just was like one big fat joke they kind of put throughout the movie. Uh, that I thought was still okay. It was it was fine for me. Um, and I will say that right off the bat, uh, right off the bat, that Thor Love and Thunder is not as good as Ragnarok. Um, I don't think it is. Hmm. Um, I think that, but that I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I just think that Ragnarok was such kind of a breath of fresh air uh, for this character. Now that we've kind of already seen it, uh, it's kind of like okay, you're you're doing it and you're doing it again, and then it, it and you're leaning on it, and I think it still kind of works, but it just I don't think it's as strong as what they did with Ragnarok, and I think Ragnarok was a lot tighter. Um, what were kind of you guys' mm-hmm. thoughts on the movie? I, I kind of feel the same way about uh, Ragnarok and Love and Thunder, the same way I do about uh, Guardians and Guardians of the Galaxy Volumes 1 and 2. I, I feel like both are kind of using similar styles because both are made by the same director. But one takes... But I think with uh, with Love and Thunder, it takes some of the weaker elements of uh, Ragnarok, which was, like I said, that undercutting dramatic tension with the... Uh, jokes way too often for my taste and they kind of pulled back on that in some sense in some ways here it was like when it's a 
when it's a scene of drama or you let uh, Christian Bale act as Gore the God Butcher, they didn't try to undercut him with uh, a whole lot of jokes, which I think works really well. I liked how they integrated uh, uh, Natalie Portman's Jane Foster back into the story. They finally let her be a character outside of giving Chris Hemsworth the fuck me eyes for like two hours. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Dusk? And some of the some of the jokes in here, I don't think it's as funny a movie as uh, Love and Thunder, but I think the running jokes here work better than in Ragnarok. Mm. Uh, Dusk? Um. Ooh, how do I how do I even how do I even come to this? Um. This movie is. This movie is probably what will probably be seen as when MCU finally became a joke, of when it just said, "Eh, who cares?" Uh. If you have any interest or any desire to see any of these mythological characters or characters from the comics or Greek mythology or Norse mythology or any other characters represented with any decency, respect, care, uh, don't watch this movie. If you want to see some fun flair action and... Occasional serious moments by Christian Bale, who elevates the crap out of this movie. Uh, sure, check it out. It's fine. It's a fine enough entertainment in that regard. But every aspect of this movie, if you enjoyed Ragnarok and felt, hey, maybe it was a little too goofy and it kind of undercut all the aspects of the character of Thor that we've been building up or other aspects of it for a while now... Uh, well, sir, you have not even begun to see what they do for this one and how much they just do not even care in the least about his character and treat him like a complete himbo joke of a character. They lose any lasting ounce of any form of Shakespearean quality that was left in his character. And I think from this going forward, I would not suggest giving Tyke uh, YTT any more control of this. If Ragnarok was with him, having control but restrained this is him having no one to tell him no and the man just doesn't have any funny bone in his body and does it doesn't have any serious bone in his body when you give him his own stuff like jojo rabbit it's hilarious it's actually really good and he's able to find like a weird balance in other works he's actually a very pretty good director in some aspects there are points when you're in the monochrome areas of uh where um gore the god butcher is and that's genuinely interesting and kind of the best parts of it when they kind of go to this area but when we're talking about plot beats character motivation character moments and proper uses of tone that man couldn't care less of what came before couldn't care less of what's going on and if you care even a little bit about that, you're just not going to have a good time. Mm. That's just my feeling on it. So basically, if you liked Thor and Thor the Dark World, if you like those movies... No, I don't even Thor 1. Just Thor 1. Or even Thor Infinity. Or Thor Ultron. Or any of those which I consider... At least Ultron slash Infinity Thor is considered peak. And you know what? You can say all those other points of, oh, well, Infinity (laughs) War, he was able... Well, they took the stupid out. They actually had a competent writer come in and go... Yeah, maybe let's pull back on the whole Ragnarok thing and actually make him a character again briefly until Endgame comes and they just go, eh, the hell with that. 
Hmm. And now they're doing it again. And he's just, it's just, there's no consistency in this damn thing. Hmm. There's just joke, 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 joke. Yeah. And look, look, if you want to make a complete comedy and a complete joke of this, fine. Don't have it in the MCU then. Stuff is a one-off. Or uh, what if? Well, I mean, I think most of the movies in the MCU roster is mostly comedies. I think they're comedies slash, you know, heist movies. Comedies slash, you know, this. Comedy slash... I mean, they're, I mean Guardians of the Galaxy but At least is, they find a balance. They yeah. have levity. There's a difference. You can have levity and to release tension and use I, I mean, properly. Bo- I mean, both Ant-Man movies are basically just, like, heist comedies. And I hate the second Ant-Man movie. <clears throat> I absolutely hate it. That one scene where he's trying to explain his background. And all I'm asking from the characters is just to hear, like, I'm hearing, I want to hear Lawrence Fishburne explain his character. And that goddamn phone coming in is like, oh, no, no, I just want to answer it just because they lost their stupid-ass shoe. Get that out of here. Get all that crap out of here. Treat something with respect, damn it. Something. Okay. Either something matters or nothing matters. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think with the MCU stuff, like, that's kind of mostly what they do. Then, you know, it's people have also complained about that, you know, undercutting the tension, you know, with mm-hmm. comedic moments. Um, I think here with this movie, I think there's a lot of that. I think there's quite a bit of that here. Um, mm-hmm. And I think there was some of that also in Ragnarok. I think with here... I think Taika Waititi also has some good emotional moments because I think the moments with Jane mm. is very good. And if you know the storyline from the comics yes. of with the Jason Aaron run of when she be, why she became the Mighty Thor, um, you'll kind of get more. You know, you'll understand that. Um, and I think that what this movie did, which the Doctor Strange two did not where it made you care about a relationship between the hero and then his main love interest, something that Doctor Strange 2 tried to do with, you know, Doctor Strange or Christine about, like, you know, he loves her across all these different multiverses. And I was like, I you know, even at the end of that movie, I was like, I still didn't yeah, give a shit. It, uh, yeah, that's, no, oh, no, oh, no, yeah, that's completely that is the, I love Multiverse of Madness, but that is the weakest part of the movie for Absolutely. Me. And here, I think this is the first one that actually made the relationship between jane and thor feel real because in those it's mostly just her chris hemsworth pontificating and natalie portman giving him the fuck me eyes yeah i mean i think she will she wasn't even in character really all that much in the first two thor movies um here you know i think in this movie it really makes you care about the relationship because you see more context to their relationship what drove them apart um and then when she comes back it's almost kind of like a four-way between Thor, Jane, Stormbreaker, and Mjolnir. It's kind of like a, like a, you know what I mean? It's it's like, you know, your ex-girls with a, a new man, and, you know, they're having a great time, and then it's like, you know, and then your old, per, you know, partner that's with a new partner, they've upgraded now, and they look better, and they're doing more cool shit. They know? look better. They start dressing better. Yeah. They start working out. They can do more. Yeah, I mean, it's... And it's every time... Uh, and there is a running joke about like every time uh, Stormbreaker sees Thor with a new weapon, it starts acting finicky, which always, which always got a laugh out of me. That's a running joke that I thought worked well. Yeah, I, I thought the stuff they did with that, like like making him, you know, just kind of really jealous and Stormbreaker kind of coming in and you know almost looking at him, like giving him like even though the the Stormbreaker doesn't even have a face, you could tell it was just looking at him side eyed, like even though it doesn't even you know have any <laughs> eyes at all. And every like, time he. And every time Thor looked guilty as hell. 
Yeah. I, I mean, so I, I thought that, you know, some of that stuff I thought did work pretty well. And I did kind of like that dynamic. And I thought, you know, that finally, you know, Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman did have good chemistry um, in this movie. Um, when it comes to kind of, you know, you know, kind of other things that kind of happen. Like I said, Christian Bale, Christian Bale's always good. I, I think, you know, he's always good in everything he's in. Um, and I think he's good here as Gore. It's just that there's just not enough of him. You know, he's in the movie yeah, kind of and- so little. Yes, and what this film does really well is similar to like sim- similar to something like Black Panther or uh, Infinity War. We open with Gore, and we get his backstory in the first uh, in the first few minutes of this film. I don't know if they changed it from the comics, but it does some it does add more character. It's basically giving him the arc of like PS4 reboot Kratos versus like old God of War. Mm, yeah. Uh, without giving spoilers, um, and I thought that worked really well. And of course, Christian Bale, one of the greatest working actors of all time of uh, this generation, and he is always going to bring it, no matter what. Yeah, and I I thought he brought it here. It's just I just think you could have done more with him, um, and there's just not enough of him in the movie. Um, especially when you see like when you see that he, you hear about you only really hear about him killing all these gods. You only get to see one god that he kills which i thought was disappointing you i would have liked to see him go out and and you actually see him doing this you know different killings and everything like that and i think you still could have kept it in a pg-13 way uh you know showing him kill all these different gods um i thought that was kind of mm-hmm. disappointing um you yeah. also yeah and and there's very there's a lot of like news out there about a lot of uh gore scenes got cut it's like we were supposed to get appearances by actors like Lena Headey, and she got cut from the film as well. There's mm. like rumors of the Taika cut, which please shut Twitter, shut the fuck up about like release the Taika cut. <laughs> um, yeah, we don't need it. <laughs> yeah, because that's what it kind of feels like. It kind of feels like a lot of stuff was kind of really pulled for this. I mean, this is a trim. It's two hours. Um, you know what I mean? It's it's so it's you know you know from the longer movies that we've kind of gotten so far in this phase, it's just like a trim kind of just quick little two hours. Um, and you know some other new additions that kind of come in here. You have Russell Crowe Zeus, um, who I think I don't know. I mean, it's the first time I've ever seen a, a portrayal, a live action portrayal of Zeus where he has a Greek accent. That's the first time I've ever seen that before. I don't know if this, anybody else. This is the first time. This is the first live action portrayal of Zeus where it actually feels like somebody read Greek mythology because he is just this fat, hedonistic Greek dude that wants to fuck everything. Mm. And Russell Crowe, he is one of the highlights of the movie because he shows the difference between chewing on scenery and munching on that shit like Tic Tacs. Yeah. And I like the stuff with Russell Crowe as Zeus. Dust, what do you think about Russell Crowe as Zeus? He's probably the best part of the movie. Mm. He's Zeus. He's like the only believable part of that damn movie. He's like, I'm Zeus, and this is the Greek Parthenon. And And where's the next orgy? Yeah, there's the next orgy. I got thunderbolts, and what are you doing on my land? I don't care about this god killer. I'm going to F him up. And that's just what we got to do. No, but we need need your help in order to... Don't care. Unless I really, really need your help, I really don't care. What have you done for me lately? He literally stopped and said, that's a you problem, my guy. He really did. 
Basically, and you know what? I appreciate that because he's the only one in this entire damn thing that I'm like, you know, that that makes sense actually. That's actually sticking to something. Uh, but hey, that lasts for a good eh, little while, and then he, you know, something happens to him, and then he's out out mm. for a little while. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Too long. Um, you also have. Although I am curious how they're going to do a certain character bringing them in into the MCU, um, considering what they've done with the other characters so far. Uh, Javon Good, he's in the chat. Hello, Javon Good. He mentions they clean up those CGI masks. They look bad in the trailer. Um, thank you for bringing that up. Um, I think some of the CGI in this movie doesn't work that well. Like, There's some stuff with the no. masks that don't kind of look good. But I do like, overall, I, I, I like the look of the movie. I think I like this kind of aesthetic. Again, it's kind of that, another kind of that Ragnarok aesthetic of just the colors, like when they go to uh, what, what's it called, Iptimate uh, City, uh, where they yeah. city of the gods, that does yeah. look good. Um, I like the stuff they do. Of course, whenever they're traveling, um, like with the bridge with the goats, uh, the goats who are basically from that meme that was there like a few years ago of the screaming goat. That's what they sound like. Uh, let me play it real quick. It's it's basically. That's basically what you're going to get, uh, basically. It's just that meme with the kind of the screaming goats. Uh, you're kind of going to have that there. So I, I like the overall look of the movie uh, and, and kind of the style they're doing with that. Um, even the different various kind of costumes Thor's wears. I know that a lot of the different changes in costume is just because, like, hey, we got to make action figures. You know, it's like, okay, here's Thor in his, uh, this costume. Here's Thor in this other costume. But, you know... I did kind of like those different looks. Like when Thor was in his Thunderstruck outfit, I thought that was a cool-looking outfit, um, you know, when he's with the Guardians. Um, also, by the way, if you're expecting to see a good amount of the Guardians in this, they're not in the movie that much. Uh, they're only in the movie for the first, I don't know, 10 minutes maybe. And some of yeah, them don't even have lines. Like, it's mostly just yeah. Star-Lord who's and supposed to talk. They're, yeah, they're pretty much actively just trying to get rid of Thor. Yeah. So... Also, I think we should point something out here. This movie's so all over the place that it's very clear from many different interviews that a lot was cut from this movie. And I mean a lot was cut. I mean, there are apparently planets, different characters, worlds, parts with the Guardians. A lot of stuff was cut that it was filmed. So I have no idea what that's going to mean, but that also might add to the... The idea that this feel, movie feels very cobbled together and not mm. all that very smooth. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's what you get when you just improvise your lines all the time and don't really have a very clear-cut script. Mm. Uh. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I think also with Natalie Portman coming back, like I said, I do like her coming back as Jane. Um, really makes it... I was surprised they really make me care about her character, something I never really mm. did before. Uh, Tessa Thompson, of course, she's back as Valkyrie. Tessa Thompson, always amazing. Uh, she's always great. Um, she just seems like she really has a lot of fun playing Valkyrie and playing, you know, that character. And then also she has great chemistry with Chris Hemsworth and, you know, everyone else involved. Um, I w also will say kind of with some of these moments in this movie, you could have, I think, had some moments where there could have been a little bit more stakes um, where I feel like, they could have, you know, they, they really undercut that moment. Um, you know, some characters who fates that, you know, I won't say too much, but could have gone further with. Um, I'll get into uh, spoiler talk with that, uh, what I mean by that. But, yeah, I think you could have gone further with that. Um, 
overall, I, I think some of kind of the biggest issues um, with this movie is that it doesn't reach the same heights as Ragnarok. I don't think it has that you know as good of humor as there. Um, I think there's not enough Christian Bale's gore, um, and I think there are a lot of good you know kind of dramatic moments that could have been good that are undercut undercut by jokes. But I think when they do bring in the good drama here you know with like jane foster or you know some other characters i think you know they just play it straight i think it does work and it, it does work well um so overall i would for me i would give it uh i think a a tune-in just a kind of a basic kind of tune-in for me uh wh what about you guys yeah for me i'm i'm Kind of on the same page as you i don't think uh, love and thunder is is as good as ragnarok was however i do think uh um it has a much more interesting turn of its villain with uh, christian bale as gore even though it's very clear a lot of his stuff got is on the cutting room floor um I think this sh this does a better job at not undercutting its uh, dramatic tension with uh, with a lot of jokes and the fact that you made me care about Natalie Portman and Thor in uh, as Jane Foster and Thor's relationship after th four movies, well, two movies with that character where I couldn't give a fuck less, that's a feat in itself. Um, I, I had a lot of fun with this film. I don't really give a, I didn't really care about Thor's character until Ragnarok. So I'm probably going to give this a, a low tune-in. I do kind of agree that it is a movie that kind of feels all over the place. Mm. Yeah. Dusk? Um, despite what I'm, I'm saying, I do think there are good moments in that I think the use of colors is something that Taika Waititi is good at. I just think he went a little overboard on some, some many aspects on this. Stuff he introduces into the uh, in the gods and non city and the goats and all that. That's all neat little Norse mythology things that's nice to see. Sif comes back for a hot second. That's nice to see her again in a movie. Um, I just, uh, and even just some of the monochrome areas when you're in the uh, area, when you're dealing with um, the god killer and and other aspects of some of the effects mm -hmm. and just even some of the costume designs pretty cool and even uh some of the characters when they have time to do so have a little bit of moments here and there where they do get to shine i just think the package the sum it just doesn't match the sum of the parts mm. the little moments here and there that are pretty good just don't ha hold a cons cohesive nature and it just ends up leaving a lot to be desired both from a narrative character and even just tone advantage. There's so much whiplash in this movie that I was pretty sure I was going to break my neck just mm. between going back between <laughs> so many different tones. Right. So, and die from whiplash. But I can't give this a tune-in. I just really can't. Mm. If you want to check it out on a matinee or stream it, this movie is a perfect stream it. There's mm. no reason for the go to the theaters for this. Mm. Absolutely no reason. If you got a good TV, good surround sound, you just want to chill at home and watch this, by all means, check this out later when it comes out and stream it. Or even just now if you can stream it. Go to the, going to the theater, paying all that money, getting yourself a popcorn and whatever. I mean, if you like colors, <laughs> you just like rainbows and crap, that's fine. But if you just want to watch and see the next MCU movie, 
wait for this to come on home. Don't waste your time going to a movie theater to see this. Even matinee, just stream it. Mm. Yeah. Um, I will say with this movie as well as like being you know part of the MCU and going to see it, it's like if you're a person who says like, well, I gotta keep up with all this MCU stuff to follow what's next. It really is mostly contained to Thor and Thor's story and his whole thing going on. Like, it's not a situation like with Doctor Strange two where okay, you gotta bring you gotta really. You got to bring in Wanda and you got to understand WandaVision and you're bringing in America Chavez because you're setting up America Chavez to be in Young Avengers or whatever they're going to do with her, you know, and all this other stuff. Like, it really is contained to Thor and the Thor kind of mythos and all that other stuff. And then even, you know, of course, there's two stingers with this um, that they do with these movies. Even the mid credit stinger, it's not like setting up something totally different. It's setting up uh, another thor movie um i'll leave it at that like it's setting up another kind of thor movie we'll get into it in, in spoilers uh but uh probably tomorrow uh or something like that we'll get into it but uh yeah it's it's setting up that and then there's the after credit stinger which is that that's one if you really want to stay for it it's it's nothing it doesn't it really doesn't probably set up anything uh but uh yeah so and you know as far as like if you are a person who if you didn't like ragnarok then you're probably not going to like this because it's the same kind of tone. Uh, but I have seen people who say they loved Ragnarok and then they were really disappointed by this and they thought it was too much comedy in it. Uh, even though Ragnarok, I think, is also a straight comedy. You know, there's some people who, who say like, yeah, I love Ragnarok, but I just thought this was just too much. So it, it depends. You you know, you got to see it for yourself maybe uh, to, to kind of get your own feeling about it. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, I thought it had some really good elements in it. I thought it, you know, had some good elements, stuff like I mentioned before with some of the characters, um, some of the humor, um, and then the new additions I thought were pretty good. Uh, but it doesn't, it's it's not anything amazing, uh, I don't think. And Chris Hemsworth, you know, as far as the Thor character and what they've done with him, um, yeah, I mean, I've never, you know, I like I said, I think, you know, I never was really big on his characterization in the first Thor or the second Thor movies, so Ragnarok onward, I've kind of liked that different, you know, change they've made, um, and kind of with his character, um, and yeah, yeah, so those are my thoughts, uh, on Thor Love and Thunder, those are our thoughts on that, um, alright, did you guys want to do a spoiler talk right now, or did you, uh, cause I know Nikki's coming on tomorrow, dusk, he's not gonna be on tomorrow, did you guys kind of want to do a spoiler talk? I mean, uh, I can hold off until tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, you guys can wait. Okay. All right. Yeah, because I'm not going to say many nice things. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Thor, that was our Thor Love and Thunder review. 